Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. You know, it's crazy. You listen to all those people talk on there, man, and everybody has the answers and everybody knows exactly what's going on, man. But, you know, I, I speak with Aaron all the time. I, I talk to him a lot. And it has it has nothing to do about getting the GM fired. It has nothing to do about getting a new contract and getting money. You know what I mean? Everything that Aaron Rodgers has done since he's been a Green Bay Packer, this is not him. He's not a guy that's going to go out there and leak all this stuff and say he wants out of there and be giving all this stuff to the media. He, that's never been him. And A.J. knows. A.J.'s been around him a long time, spent a lot of time with him. That's not him. So whoever leaked this or whoever's coming out saying that, as a friend of Aaron Rodgers, I can say that it's not him. And it's never been him to do anything like that. Who? James Jones? Yes. Mm. Ooh, that was good. I know my Green Bay Packers. That was a good poll. I know my Green Bay Packers. Hey, ESPN 6, or ESPN whatever, Green Bay. How about you, boy? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Whoa. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, man. Hey, this is definitely a larger market market than Green Bay. It's a lot colder up there, too. Well, I, I don't mind that at all, man. Oh, well. But especially now, seeing it's about to be like 100 degrees outside coming up in the next couple of weeks, yeah, I feel it's, like. It's great. I love it. You, What is it with you and Brent Martin in the heat? Where you guys just seem to embrace it. Like, yeah, you're, man. you're all about it. You, you sweat the toxins out. It's good. It's good for your body. Well, and I, like, you grew up around it. So you're, I grew up you're, in you're South Florida. Yeah, so I grew up in a hotter, hotter area. Environment. So you're yeah. definitely accustomed to it. But it, it's crazy how... And, and he I, did not. And I say you people, and I, and I mean that. It's crazy that you people in Florida, like, you embrace the hot and no. the humidity. It's insane, man. If you can't stand the heat, get, yeah, get I mean, out of Florida. There it is. I, and maybe maybe one day I will. Okay. But you know what? I'm having a good when time ESPN here in Jacksonville. When ESPN Green Bay gives you a call. When ESPN Green Bay. Yeah, all of, like, I don't know. I feel like they have, like, one sports talk show, and that's about it they might in be. Green Bay. So, yeah. yeah. But, hey, welcome back here. We're on uh, Action Sports Jacks, ESPN 690. Coming to you live from the prime uh F. Osborne Convention Center. There it is. Throw the F in there. Yeah. That's what it's called. There is there is the middle initial. Yeah. So I thought yeah. I'd, I'd be hospital and then say that. Uh, but we're live at the Jacksonville Auto Show. The International Auto Show. Internet. Well, see, here's the thing. They say international. No. But there's, I also see, isn't there like some American cars here too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's not really... International okay. includes national. I got you. No. Okay. Well, they should call it national and the international. Like an international airport also flies within the country. You're right, man. Okay. And right. I stand corrected big time on that one. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you had the higher SAT score. Someone give that one to you for sure. I'm All an right. idiot. But um, yeah, the, we have an eclectic eclectic group of cars here, but we're surrounded by because we have the Bentleys and the Lamborghinis in front of us. Yep. And then behind us, we're we the, have the B-dubs. Volkswagens, the yeah. V-Dubs. Yep. Looking good. Yep. My wife said that she saw the the Atlas over there in the, in the video screen. She wants that. She wants you to drive that one home. Okay. Which begs the question. I'm not sure I'm going to do that because it's a little cramped in here right now. But I'll see what I can do. I'll talk to some people. Yeah. I'll talk to some yeah, people. You can make that happen. Maybe get an endorsement deal from Volkswagen. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, we're going to continue where we left off. So we've been talking about our our hindsight draft. Everyone had their our mock, hindsight Everyone had their, draft. their mock drafts before yeah. 2021. Well, no, hindsight's 2020. Oh, hindsight is 2020. Right. The hindsight 2020 draft. I knew that was going to happen. See what I did there? Yeah. And you had a higher SAT score than me? Okay. Interesting. All right. Interesting. But go on. So, we've gone through the first four picks for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. Uh, and we're going to go kind of rapid fire here and, and see where you would have taken it based on where all the players landed when you look at the NFL draft. So, we're going to start top around three. 
Pick number 65, Jacksonville Jaguars select Andre Sisco, safety, out of Syracuse. Yeah. Now, in your already uh, hindsighted draft, you've yes. got Trevon <laughs> Merrick having already been picked up. So you're not going with Cisco. Not going to go with Cisco. No, I can't say that I'm going to. Um, if you want to, and I'm not, I'm not mad right here for staying at the trend of offensive tackle. And as I looked kind of about the next take, take, tackles taken here, we got Brady Christensen, BYU. Um, but to me, if I'm going offensive tackle, which I feel like I'm going to in terms of value and just where everybody got selected, I think I'm going to take Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan, offensive tackle, um, athletic guy, a lot of experience, a lot of college experience, and a guy that could probably come in um, and be a depth play, obviously, right away, but maybe push for a starting spot. But I like the fact that he's got a lot of experience. I don't know if you were listening to Steven's call uh, just before the break, yeah. but uh, apparently Urban Meyer is not going to pick anybody from Michigan his entire time here. I know, but if I'm the GM and I, and I have the GM title, I'm going to talk him on into that it. Table. I'm, I'm pounding on the table. Okay. I mean, he picked the Georgia guy. So what are we really yeah. talking about? All right. I mean, where are your allegiances? It's a little. It's a little further removed for him. You, you picked the Georgia guy, though. I'm just saying. So I'm going to do that. And by the way, Steve brought up a, a great point, though. Of you know, the Jaguars, they have. Uh, Charlie Strong. Yeah. Right? Uh, the Jaguars tight end coach, Coach Pat Frymuth. So why didn't we see the Jaguars go in that direction then? Because Urban Meyer himself said, hey, I'm going to lean on the position coach. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make sure that we do our due diligence, and especially in a pandemic type of year where there wasn't the combine, interviews were different. I feel like you got to lean on your coaches. I think one of two things happened. I think either the coaches like Charlie Strong or the guy from Penn State said, hey, these guys are great, but I wouldn't take them here. That's one possibility. I have a hard time believing that, though, because usually the way it works, and I actually experienced this myself, when I got drafted here back in 2010, my head coach from Murray State was a tight ends coach here. And I have a very good authority that he was pounding the table, hey, you better get Austin in it with pick 153, right? So that does mean something. And, and, and former coaches, they, they want to see their guys show up because it justifies how good of a coach you are. I think the latter happened. Where also puts your name on the line a little bit, by the way. It does. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe my coach got fired because I didn't. No, I'm kidding. Oh dear. No, that wasn't the case at all. Um, I hope not. So yeah, it's a good point though, Stuart. But it also begs the question of maybe Urban Meyer listened, but did he already have the the plan in his mind? And maybe he did listen, but it's like, hey guys, I understand where you're coming from. Maybe they're great players but I want to go in this direction. Because we got the sense that Urban Meyer was kind of spearheading this entire draft process. Yeah. That's uh, what I feel happened. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. And and a, a couple of the picks, when you look back at it, you're like, oh, that's a Trent Balky pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. a lot of people will say that just because a guy had been injured. And Correct. because Balky has a track record of picking guys maybe coming off of injuries. He does. Um, to whatever detriment that played in in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, you certainly hope that in in this scenario that's not the case. For sure. And it's kind of uh it's kind of ironic too because I'm essentially giving up probably my second favorite pick of this Jaguars draft in Cisco. I mean, yeah. I, I like that pick a lot and we're going to replace him now with Jalen Mayfield since we already took Javon Merrig um, in the first round. So and, and you lost Walker Little's pick too. And we walk the whole shuffle. The whole shuffle that and, goes along with it. And we lost Walker Little, so let's replace Walker Little with Jalen Mayfield. All right. All right, let's keep on going. Let's then. move it on to round number 4 off the top, pick 106. Jacksonville Jaguars select Jay Tafili. Defensive tackle from USC. Earlier, you were telling me, I think this was in a break, but yeah. you like Tafili. I do. You know, and, and as I analyze these picks right now, 
Michael Carter could be in play just because you didn't take Travis Etienne. So I do like Michael Carter out of North Carolina. Um, Des Fitzpatrick could be intriguing from Louisville, but once again, the wide receivers, especially taking a guy this deep, it doesn't concern me so much. So if you're asking me who I would take, I think it comes down to Michael Carter or who they have. Jay Tefili. Jay Tefili. Jay Tefili, sorry. And I would probably lean towards Jay Tefili. I think they did the right thing. Now, once again, you already got Christian Barmore here, keep in mind. But Mm -hmm. still, I I think the more depth, the merrier. And keep in mind, Jay Tefili, he's a guy that can play all around that defensive line. Build up the trenches. Joe Cullen loves the rotation. Doesn't love keeping guys in there for more than maybe five or six plays. I think he can come in. You teach him, but you also he's going to contribute right away as well. So give me Jay Tufili, I believe, assuming that Chubba Hubert is still available with the next pick coming up. I was going to say, it won't be a problem for Cullen since every drive is going to be a three and out this year. <laughs> no problem, right? You just no problem. Three, no said. Three fresh plays. All right, we're staying on the defensive line. The Jaguars did at least. Yeah. Uh, pick 121, they go Jordan Smith. Yeah, the defensive end out of UAB. Where are you looking there? See, now th- th- this is this is probably the one that I'd want to have back, right? Because I just took Jay Tefili, and I'm happy with that. And the Jaguars do need an edge rush. It could be a position of need. How much do you trust in Caleb on Chason? However, I do also feel that they need a third down back since we bypassed Travis Etienne. You got to address that. And a guy who was my dark horse this entire draft, a guy I like a lot, who I think can be special in the NFL. Um, he ran a 4-3 at his pro day. Once again, what is that really saying? Maybe not that much because everybody did it. But I'm taking Chuba Hubbard. I'm taking Chuba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State. Uh, he, he went to Carolina at pick 126. I take him a little sooner. Um, I, li- I like Jordan Smith a lot. I think he's raw, but he can be special. But I'm taking Chuba Hubbard at the running back position. All right. It's fun how we're seeing this uh, this team kind of come together. Well, and by the way, I'm probably going to like pick up Justin Houston then as an edge rusher or okay. something in free yeah. agency because we do have to address that as well. We can't have it all. Yeah. Uh, round five, pick 145, Luke Farrell, the tight end. Yeah. The blocking tight end. This one, this was probably the biggest shock to me because Brevin Jordan was still available. Yeah. And Brevin Jordan, I think on a lot of mock drafts, whether it was from Shockier Mock that we had on our show or if it was the experts, I think Brevin Jordan was kind of the third or fourth best tight end um, in this draft. He would go two picks later to the Houston Texans, so we'll see him for the next four years. Of course, yeah, and hopefully we don't see him a lot, let's just say, in the field. Keep in mind, the Houston Texans are kind of deep, though, at tight end, so it begs the question how much they're actually going to use him. I'm not taking Brevin Jordan. We just got Fryamuth. I understand you can... Double dip your chip if you want to, but I'm all set there. So with that being said, just give me the best available. Um, you know, I see, man. Kicker Evan McPherson? It, no, not, no, not, not that aggressive. Since we have two kickers uh, on the Stewart, roster already with Lambeau and Rosas. Not that aggressive, okay. Stuart. First kicker off the board, by the way. You know what? I would probably take a guy. I mean, let's let's take, you know what? Let's get crazy. Okay. Ohio State guy. All right. Let's take Sean Wade. All right. We're going Ohio local. Ohio State. Yeah, shout out to Trinity Christian. Let's take Sean Wade, Ohio State. Going to work number 29 for the yeah. Baltimore Ravens. And he ended up going pick 160 to the Baltimore Ravens. Who, yeah. who know a little thing about defense and the yeah. safety position. They do. Yeah. Um, I did see that they released all eight of their rookie numbers. Haven't seen that from the Jags yet. We've seen one of the players' numbers revealed. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, we've seen that course, one revealed. Of course, of course. But we haven't seen everybody else. I'm, I'm a little curious uh, how many of these guys are going to try and get some of those Low-digit well, numbers, yeah. or does the priority for that go to 
the returning players that maybe you want to switch it up and, and do that? It's a it's a fantastic question. I feel like listen, if your name's Trevor Lawrence, you get whatever number you want. We already we, okay. Look, that, even even if Jalen Ramsey the, was here, he's been in the barn for that one. For even a long if Jalen Ramsey was here and Trevor Lawrence was like, hey, I need number twenty, you're gonna give Trevor Lawrence number twenty. Sorry, Jalen, I take that twenty dollar off your back because it ain't gonna work. Uh, uh, it's Trevor Lawrence's now. I think. It depends where you go. If you're a first-round pick, you probably get dibs. But I wonder if ETN will get dibs. Yeah. Keep in mind, one of the, the last year, the youngest locker room in the NFL. So I feel like ETN gets dibs, uh, and his college number was nine. Do, do we have a nine on the, on the Jacksonville Jaguars right now? Uh, Punter? Is that Logan Cook? Oh, uh, Logan Cook? Yeah. Ooh, that could be a problem then. Uh, I mean... Tom Coughlin spoke his praises many times during press conferences, so you know he's the real deal. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, so that that information, I'm guessing, will will come out pretty soon because we actually have the rookie minicamp coming up yeah. um, next week, yeah. I believe it is. Yep. And so at, by then, we will know what the numbers are on the rookies. You would hope so, unless they just give them whatever. Like, hey, rookie, you got to earn that number. I mean, you can see Urban Meyer doing they, that. They do occasionally have to do a, a number change by the time they get to training camp. Yeah. But I feel like at least for the first four or five guys, we're going to see their actual number on them. You hope so. Yeah. You hope so. And yeah. I wonder what, what the decal is going to be like. Do, do, do they get, does Urban Meyer put the Jaguar on right Ooh. away, or do you got to earn that Jaguar? Like you got to earn the stripe and because all that. Because that's, yeah. that's the college way of thinking right there, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. You just give him a blank helmet. I know. I, I won't be surprised if he does that. Blank helmet with the name tag on the front. Except for Trevor. Trevor already gets Tra- it. Trevor's earned his stripes. Put it Trevor's, on there. Trevor has earned already. his Buckeyes, if right, you last, will. last pick for you here as yeah. we wrap up the hindsight 2020. There you go. In 2021 draft. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, at pick 209, the Jags taking Jalen Camp, wide receiver, Georgia Tech. You know what? I'm not mad at this one. Okay. Um, guy jumps out of the gym. I know this is football, so how much does that, does that does that to apply? But I get it. Jumps out of the gym. Speedster. Urban Meyer likes his speed. And, you know, in the sixth round, this is where, I don't want to say you take a gamble, but like you literally just, hey, you say, this guy looks intriguing. Let's go ahead and give him a shot. I like Jalen Camp. I was going to say, the gambles are what you do in the undrafted free agency with a guy True. like Josh Amaterbebe. Good point. Have him coming in as Good a possible point. steal. Yes. Um, certainly highly touted going into the draft. And the guy from Alabama who's coming off the injury Linebacker. as well. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. Absolutely. But that, that's, that's been your conclusion of the hindsight 2020 draft for this year. Hooray. Uh, I can't wait to watch how all these players dominate. And I go back on this audio and say, hey, Ruben, should have listened, man. Should have, should have gave me that office job. It is what it is, though. I feel like we reference uh, audio that we can go back to very often, but rarely do go back to said audio. Yeah, well, it's hard to keep track of it, right, because I don't take notes, really. I mean, we need coups to, like, keep a running list. Yep, because the guy doesn't have enough jobs as it is. So now let's, let's get him to make sure, hey, coups, keep track of this audio for the next year and a, or year and a half or so, and then we'll come back to it. Sounds good? At some random point. Maybe. I like, I like it. Maybe he's not back in the studio. No, yeah, I'm here. There he is. Hey, we're... We're just throwing that out there. But no, man, I, I'm not trying to add more jobs to your title. I feel like you have, I don't know, 30 of them already. Well, you know, why not add another? <laughs> By the way, dri- Drive a Dish podcast, you got you got a new one coming out here uh, at some point? Did you, did you see yeah. sounds so defeated. D- dropping another one tomorrow because of the uh, the playoff push. Oh. Hey, man, you all good over there? Oh, yeah, we're doing great. You, 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 sound, <laughs> you sound defeated today for a Friday. <laughs> you sound beaten, broken. And defeated. Listen, that's what you got to do going into the weekend, you know? You better, 
zero expectations. Yeah. Zero energy. No, just just, just, just let it happen. Going into the weekend. Just let know. it happen. Kuz, real quick before we go to break here. Since we're at the Jack's Auto Show at the Prime Initial Osborne <laughs> Convention Center. <laughs> yeah. I forgot the initial. Uh-huh. Uh, th- uh, thank you. Hey, maybe you should be here, Kuz. Uh, wh- <laughs> what was your first car that you had? A Ford Explorer. Nice. 2006. Okay. Black? Uh, like forest green. I feel like all uh. Ford Explorers are black. Really? There's a different color Ford Explorer. Okay, it was green though. Nice. Yeah. Brand new. Used? Uh, no, very much used. Hey, yeah. Hey, Actually, hey, had, had been in a rollover accident when I got oh, it. Oh, gosh. So. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean. Hey, wait, the thing rolled maybe over? Maybe already checked that one I off. I mean, it was, a, it was a box you, on wheels. Did oh, your, boy. Did your, like, grandpa own a chop shop? How'd you get a, a rolled over Ford Explorer? It was, it was my cousin's. I don't know. He had crashed it, and I got it. There were some dents in the in the roof, but we were good to go. <laughs> Did it last you a long time? Oh, yeah. I had it until I went to college. Dang. Beautiful. I like it, man. Well, hey, let's take a break. Let's go back to football. We got yep. some maybe. Uh, you want to get into some NFL rookie prop bets? I like that. Place your bets right now. I like that a lot. Let's get into that. We got some prop bets coming up next here. On ESPN 6.9. Brent Martineau. I, play, I finished hey. second, right? I lost in the championship yeah. to you. Austin Lane. I, hey, hey, you know what? You didn't win, okay? I, That's did, all that I didn't win. Don't, don't worry about what you did last year. You no. didn't win. I okay? didn't win, and yeah. I auto-drafted. <laughs> right. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, live from the Jacksonville International Auto Show at the Prime F Osborne Convention Center. There it is. In beautiful downtown Jacksonville. Throw that initial in there if you can, Stuart. Yeah, we man. appreciate it. Do you know it. what it stands for? The F? Yeah. Gotta be Franklin. Okay. Is it? Do you I know? I don't know. Because oh, you're, you're asking me like you knew what you're talking about, sir. I don't know. You, you Google that real quick? I mean, that's... We going to go away from football topics to find out what the F in <laughs> Osborne's... What do we got? Uh, da, 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 da. It's probably Franklin. Okay, if, if you think so. I think so, man. But you know, let's, let's not make a whole show of it. It's all good. I mean, yeah, we could make a whole show. Money, of it. money says it's Franklin. Though. Just says F. Doesn't okay. have a, uh, a name attached to it. I'm taking Franklin all day. Okay, beautiful. Shipping, shipping up a little topic here, though. Adam Schefter. Yesterday, we talked about it a little bit, right? Where the. The accusations start coming out, you know, the, the, the talking heads start coming out, and now they're questioning Adam Schefter. And to me, it's very telling when you are Adam Schefter, and let's be honest, in terms of leaking the information and in terms of football circles, does it get bigger than Adam Schefter? Yeah, he's the, he's the breaking news guy he now. Is. I mean, you know, Ian Rappaport's up sure. there, right? Ian, with all due respect to him, JV. Yeah. He's JV, you know what I'm saying? And he works for the NFL Network, so he probably should have a lot more sources. JV. Yeah. And then Adam Schefter is Pro Bowl. I mean, it's still what Ian Rappaport does. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. But you ain't Adam Schefter. Okay? So when we talk about Adam Schefter, and I think in terms of football circles, he's very reliable. He's very respected. Well, then he comes out on the Dan Patrick show and essentially says that the whole Aaron Rodgers fiasco, let's just call because that's exactly what it's turned into. I have friends in Wisconsin I should know. The whole Aaron Rodgers fiasco that started on draft day, he leaked out that information without having any sources that were credible towards Aaron Rodgers and his camp. He had one side of it. One side of it. 
So, and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. There's no way this came from the Green Bay Packers. Because why would you shoot yourselves in the foot? Why would you try to sabotage yourselves? So the first question is, well, where did it come from? But the second question is, if you're Adam Schefter, what are you doing? Because this reeks of clickbait, right? And, and, and all like, you know, Dan Patrick, Pat McAfee, they all agree. Like, this reeks of clickbait. And then why is the word clickbait being associated with probably the head honcho in terms of NFL media and Adam Schefter? I don't get it, Stuart. Yeah, and and like you said, it, it's hard to pinpoint exactly where it came from because obviously the well, a lot of the times with these national guys when they're out here breaking these stories, it's because somebody wants it to be broken. Correct. So they they give them that nugget, they let them go with it. That way, they don't have to be the one that breaks it. You know, that way it's not from internal. It's hey, this media guy said it, so sure. you know we'll let we'll let them deal with it after that because of that. So who gave him the information and why? Obviously, the timing is very interesting because you're talking about the day of the NFL draft. Well, here's the frustrating thing, too, which I think people are frustrated in the media with Adam Schefter. Sure. He's been sitting on this information, it seems like, for a couple weeks now. He chose to diverge the information on drafting. On the day that everyone's eyes are fixated on the NFL. Yeah. So, once again, clickbait. Yeah. And like you said, he doesn't need it. No. He doesn't need clickbait. No. Uh, everyone certainly respects him as the person who's going to give them the information, yeah. the the woge bombs of yeah. the NFL, as yeah. it were. Um, but I will say, in the aftermath of all this, there certainly has been uh, some smoke to the fire, you know? Sure, sure. Um, to where it, it's certainly credible. Yeah. And so if he's releasing something that, you know, is true... In well, retrospect, what's what's the problem with well, it? Well, and that's the point, too, I guess, right? Let's be honest. These accusations, there, there's got to be some legs to them. Yeah. Right? Like, there's no way Aaron Rodgers welcomed Jordan Love getting drafted in the first round and said, oh, I can't wait for him to get here. Like, obviously, Aaron Rodgers was ticked off. Yeah. He's probably mad because they didn't address, you know, a, a skill position in the first round. I get all of that. So, yes, I am sure right now there is turmoil between Aaron Rodgers and... Um, you know, and the GM, as there probably should be. We, if we've seen it with Deshaun Watson, we've seen it with Russell Wilson, well then Aaron Rodgers has every right to, to have a little turmoil himself. So I'm, I'm not taking that away from him. I guess where my issue is, is that when Adam Schefter leaked this information out on draft day of all days, number one again, but when he leaked it out, he didn't quote a source. Yeah. But he made it sound like, obviously, that it was coming from Aaron Rodgers' camp. Now, he, he never came out and said that, but let's be honest, man. We all read that tweet. We all probably quote tweeted that or retweeted it. And what do we all think? Oh, well, Aaron Rodgers' agent said this. He's not happy. Is he leaving Green Bay? So that's where I get rubbed the wrong way a little bit, Stuart, when it's like, well, I understand that it's your job to break news, or if you have a hunch, you go off that. Okay, cool. But that story can change. That dynamic can change if you quote the source. And that's the problem that I have with it. Yeah, and... I agree. It's it's very much a world we live in right now where you can send out these generic tweets and yeah. send out the, uh, you know, you, you just add like two or three keywords to a tweet and it gives you, you're absolvable from anything, sure. you know, being put on your back sure. if it doesn't come true. Yeah. Uh, you know, words like are leaning towards, yeah, yeah. are hinting towards, you know, it's stuff like that. You just throw in this one little qualifier and, and it gives you free reign to say whatever you want, which... Um, yeah, it's not great. 
Honestly, I don't. I know. don't like it. I don't like that aspect well, of it. And and for me, in my side of the business, it's you know, for the longest time, for the entire time, I've always done it. It's it's very much you know, you report the facts, you let the people at home make their opinions on it, correct? Make their decisions on it based on what you present them. And so much of the business has shifted mm-hmm. now to where it's so more opinion based, and you're throwing out the stuff to where things like this are happening, where it. You know, you don't need to have the most secure source. It used to be you have to have two sources of in course. order to go with anything. Of course. Well, and listen, you went to Florida, you know, and we're, you know, around the same age. So I'm sure you're in those same classes that I were in, in journalism where you, you learn the journalism code of ethics. Yeah. And, and you learn how that applies to your craft and what you want to do going forward. I always feel like, you know, the code of ethics, it applies to, you know, the morning news, the nightly news. But, like... It seems like there's a special exemption for sports media and and for the sports news. I, I feel like it's almost like the Wild West where you can get away with more. Because how many times have we seen, um, you know, some sports reporter say something and it doesn't turn out to be true? Yeah. And it's a fabrication. Well, a, lot of it, wrong. a lot of it is in that, that chase to be first. Yes. The more well, important thing has always been to be right. True. You know, True. but but so many people are caught up with the likes and the retweets and the. But that's how it is now, though. It Stuart. is. You know, I know I mean? it's awful, and, but that well, is how it is. But the, the, that's yes. how it is. You know, yeah. if you're trying to run a successful business and a and, and a brand, you got to point to those retweets. Yeah. You got to point to those likes or whatever you have on Instagram and say, hey, look at what they're talking about with me. I mean, that's. That's the way the landscape is. I'm not saying it's right, not saying it's wrong, but I'm saying that's how it is. I'll say it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know, you say, and you know how I feel about yeah. it too, because as yeah. far as the most, you know, in terms of news and social media, I'm not. I'd rather just make videos all day and make people laugh than actually, you know, tweet the facts but and all you that get, stuff. You're getting those retweets and those likes. Yeah, but it's not. What is that for, though? I uh, mean, it's just for a laugh on a Friday. But it's because of good content. Sure, sure. Is how I look at it, and and for me, in my my role in the TV side of things. I have always looked at it that way to where it's like, as long as I know that the content is good and the best, yeah. I, I'm just going to let everything else fall how it will. Sure. It might not get the most retweets. I'm shocked and amazed sometimes on, like, Twitter <laughs> What Facebook. stuff gets retweeted? What, what, what stuff yeah. blows up? Sure. And, like, what stuff that I was like, oh, this was really good. And I spent, like, the most time on it and, and it gets, gets nothing. Nothing. Sure. Sure. Um, but that's just... It's the power of social media. It is. Do, do you think Adam Schefter, I mean, obviously he's... He's still tweeting and yeah. he's still breaking news yep. and you know uh, signings and all this type of stuff. I mean, does he even really feel any kind of blowback? I mean, I get no. it. People for one yeah. day were mad at him, right? But like, the only blowback is, is he's too big to fail, basically. The only blowback is he's never getting invited onto Celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> it's never happening. When Aaron Rodgers is the host in like three years, Adam Schefter is not going to be allowed on Celebrity Jeopardy. And that's a shame for everybody. Yeah. But that's it, huh? I mean, it's a little slap th- on I the wrist so, from social media, I mean, and you're good to go. You're just. You just maybe burning a bridge with Aaron Rodgers and his sure. camp, sure. you know. Yeah. Um, and then you have to lean on your other people to get that information or to get it through other sources, since he clearly has those. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, but his position is very much one you don't want to be burning bridges. Sure. Uh, it's it, it's crazy because obviously, like I said, I have friends back home in Wisconsin, and it's crazy how the panic and the blame it went from. Management and this was this is just for my group of friends, but like I I feel like they speak for the entire state of Wisconsin, where the panic and the blame 
it started with obviously the GM, a little bit of Matt Lafleur as well, because you know not calling, not putting the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hand on third down in the NFC Championship game. I'm sorry, on fourth down, kicking a field goal. Um, there's something to be said for that as well. So it went from blaming the management, and then all of a sudden when this story came out with Adam Schefter not really quoting the source, and um, you know Rodgers can't never say anything. Now it's just fully fledged like conspiracy theories saying. Well, what's up with Adam Schefter trying to, you know, pull apart the Green Bay Packers? Like, is there more to this? That's where Packers fans are at right now in terms of tinfoil hat time and conspiracy theory time. The Packer fans are so upset they're setting off car alarms and just yeah. going nuts. As you can hear him right now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that is a drawback of a, a car show. The occasional car alarm. Well, uh, I guess they want to check the safety features of the car and make sure the horn is in working order. It works. Yeah, I think so. Or somebody sat down and, can and turn broke, that off whenever you broke want. something in there. That's always a possibility. Hence why I refuse to get in the Lamborghini, because that would probably be me breaking something. Yeah, so, you'd yeah. hit the horn. Absolutely. It's interesting, though, with, with this uh, quarterback issue up there in Green Bay, where it now has like every other market in the rest of the country talking about who's going to who are they going to get? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. for us, it's the question of, oh, maybe they want Gardner Minshew. Can, can you, can you, uh, yeah, can, can you unload Minshew, if you will? Maybe Blake Bortles goes there. Yeah, and, you know, and we talked about this yesterday a little bit. Who would you rather have right now on your team? Gardner. Blake Bortles or Gardner Minshew? Gardner Minshew. Just because the sample size, obviously, is a little smaller. More, and you've more, seen a little recency bias, bias correct, there, correct. you know, in the fact that he started NFL games yeah. the last two years. Listen, I think if you can get... Ideally, I'd want a fifth-round pick. I don't know. Correction. Ideally, I want a fourth-round pick for Gardner. Mitchell. I'd love a first-round pick for Gardner. I mean, I mean, yeah. In a, in, a, in a sunshine and rainbows world, absolutely. But I think if we're talking about a guy who's got two seasons underneath his belt, has won some games, have shown some good, you know, he has mobility, obviously kind of has that gunslinger mentality, a la Brett Favre a little bit. If we're talking about that, I'm asking a fourth for Minshew, yeah. which I think – is more than fair. I think when you're trading a fifth-round pick for Joshua Dobbs, and all due respect to Joshua Dobbs, um, he's going to probably go to the moon one day. Yeah. So I, I can't Astronaut, wait to say, hey, yeah. I, I talked to that guy on the radio a couple times. Um, I can't wait to talk about that. But uh, if you give a fifth-round pick for Joshua Dobbs, and yeah, I get times are tough, you, you're desperate, I feel like you could give a fourth-round pick right now in Green Bay. Because they're a little desperate. Yes, Aaron Rodgers may or may, but might as well cover all bases, right? And if you're going to do that, a fourth-round pick for Gardner Minshew, I feel like is more than fair. What do you think? Like, it, what, what are you asking for for the Jaguars right now? Yeah, four, fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere in there is fine. See, see, no, 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 no. See, no, you've gone too far, Stuart. I go too far with sixth. Six round, because here, here's here's how I go about the whole the sixth. Honestly, round for pick. me, just get something. You know, yeah, just but, get something, because I don't want it to come down to training camp, and we have too many bodies. Yeah. And what are we doing? Oh, we're just losing them for nothing. See. The way I treat, though, like trades and stuff, it's like if you buy a house. Yeah. The goal to buy a house is obviously to live in that house right. and, and enjoy it, but it's also to make money off it. Yeah. If you do choose to move out of the city and move into a new house, you, you want to make a profit. You want to build some equity in it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how I look at with Gardner Minshew right now. And it's kind of messed up. I'm talking about players as houses and equity, but let's be honest. This is the NFL, yeah. and it is what it is. Yep. So if I'm talking like that, and I see Gardner Minshew took it as a six-round pick. Now, I think with his production on the field the first two years, it would have warranted maybe a fourth or maybe a third-round pick at the time. Yeah. You know, when, when when it was Minshew mania, when NFL Network was coming here doing the uh, Uncle Rico commercials, all that stuff, I think he should have been drafted higher, obviously. But once again, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's the hindsight 2020 draft, yeah. if you will. Correct. But if we look at it right now, 
if I'm Urban Meyer and Trent Baalke, and keep in mind, they have no ties to Gardner Minshew. Baalke might have, right? But Urban Meyer's got no ties, no allegiance to Gardner Minshew. He didn't draft him, so what should he care? But at the same time, if I'm a businessman, and I'm, I'm a football businessman, and I say, okay, we spent, not me, but we, spent the six-round pick on Gardner Minshew. That's not good business. That's not turning a profit. That's not getting equity. If I, in turn, trade him away to the Green Bay Packers after what he showed on the field the first two years. In my opinion, the equity you gained was the wins you got on the field and the performance you got on the field in those two years. Yeah. You know, like, a lot of sixth-round picks aren't going to do anything. Sure. You know, in those first two years. Well, and some are Tom Brady, Stuart. And some are Tom Brady. You know? So I just say that you get as much equity as you can. And as much uh, return as you can. I think if you trade, what if I tell you that sixth round pick is a future, like seven time Super Bowl champion? Well, listen, in a in a perfect world, then I would say absolutely in a heartbeat. Let's make that deal right now. Not usually how it pans out. I I think the (laughs) odds would be against you. But if that was the case, then yes, I say let's roll on on that pick. But if it's me, I'm Urban Meyer. I'm Trent Baalke. I'm asking a fourth round pick. Maybe you can convince me on a fifth round pick, but it's got to be a fourth round pick probably. Yeah. I think if he is still around by the time we get to training camp, do you then try to showcase him a little bit? That's a good question. You know, like once you get to like the preseason games, because those are back. That's, that's, a, that's, a, uh, that's a great point. Is, is this a situation where you try to put him out there and, and show these other teams what he can do? Or do you continue to worry about C.J. Beathard getting reps yeah. as the potential backup, since that's who they paid, yeah. uh, and Jake Luton? And Correct. his future development, because you're not gonna you're not gonna risk Trevor Lawrence playing too much in the preseason. Yeah, for sure. Quick question. Yeah, Jake Luton. Yep. Gardner Minshew. Not if you're the Jaguars, but if you're another team, who would you want more? Like if you're in the need of a backup quarterback. Mm. I feel like if you're uh, for a backup quarterback. Yeah, you're not starting anytime soon with these guys. Yeah. But. Probably Minshew. Yeah. I still think Minshew. I feel okay. like he showed more. Obviously, Luton, though, the intrigue is the size, size and the, the, the and measurables and all that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you, too. Um, what was the question? I'm sorry. Was there a question? I think there was a question. Did you ask me a question? No, probably not. Okay, probably not. But, no, so if we're talking about Gardner <laughs> Minshew, uh, just, oh, no, in preseason, do you showcase yes. him or not? Yeah. It's a great call, and I get what you're saying with Trevor Lawrence. where You, you don't need to see Trevor Lawrence in preseason. No. Right. We will. But we'll trot him well, out there for a series. You, you hope that you do a little bit because let's be honest, this is a new offense. Yeah. This is a this is a new environment for Trevor Lawrence and a few guys uh, on that offense. So I would like to see Trevor Lawrence out there for maybe a a series or two series. I, I mean, I I don't want to press my luck. Let's just say from Minshew though, yeah, I think that would be a great time to showcase what he can do as long as now, he keeps his helmet on. Well, and this is my other point though. <laughs> How do you showcase it? Yeah. Are you going to have the ones out there, or are you going to have the backups out there? Yeah. Because we saw what Minshew brought to the table in Baltimore when the backups were out there. We saw what Minshew brought to the table at home against Miami when the backups were out there. And you don't really get that true sample size. So maybe you only go with you know Trevor Lawrence for maybe even just a drive. Get him out of there. Maybe put Beathard in. Or maybe, I don't know. It, yep. it, it, it's a great question, Stuart. If I'm showcasing Trevor... Uh, it's one we can talk about in August. You know, for sure. And we certainly will. And if I'm showcasing Gardner Minshew, it's got to be with you the, know, good players. The, the good players. Yeah. And yeah. when you have Beathard, it's hard to do. All right, well, we teased it. We, we talked about some rookie prop bets. We're going to jump into that. That's coming up next right here on Action Sports Jacks Radio on ESPN 690 Live from the 
Jacksonville International Auto Show at the Prime F Osborne Convention Center in Jacksonville, Florida. We're coming right back. Let it play. Let it marinate. You like this one? I'll be honest. I've heard a lot better out of the sound beds, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hating on it. Okay. I'm from Central Wisconsin. I'm used to it. Well, welcome back to Action Sports <laughs> X Radio on ESPN 690. Just my two cents with uh, music reviews by Austin Lane. Hey, man, do what you got to do sometimes. I'm Stuart Weber filling in for Brent Martineau as he is down. On his way to Orlando for some high school baseball playoffs. We do have tons of games all across our area tonight. A few softball games sprinkled in there as well. I'll be over at Creekside a little later on tonight as they got their game postponed after uh, a little rain yesterday. Yeah. Threw that off. Yeah. But uh, it prevented me from cutting the grass yesterday, too. You got a riding lawnmower or a push lawnmower? No, I got a push one. Okay. And the uh, the automatic push function doesn't work anymore, so it's really a push. So, so you're form. actually getting a workout in? Oh yeah, like that. Yeah, like that. Beautiful thing. How, how's it? Because you, you got a new house like a couple months ago. Yeah, August. Know? Yeah. How's hot, it being a homeowner? How, how's it doing? Like, I mean, I, I moved from another house that I had before. Yeah, that. but I feel like this one is like your forever home. As the, hashtag forever home, by the way. I feel like this is like your forever home. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. You got a pool table and stuff there, yeah, man. Yeah. You get man cave. I mean, it's just me there, so the entire house is kind is of bad. Is it one giant man cave? Essentially. I like um, that. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, well, you know, we're kind of in a bit of a, a strange world at the moment. Yeah, you're right, man. Friends can't invite friends come to come over. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it, that, that has oh, been sorry. what delayed people from coming over. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you having Coachella at your house every single day? What are you talking about, man? It's just me. Okay. All right. No, forget it, man. No, I, you, I don't want to come over. All right. All right. I, I don't, I don't want to come over. Just, just send me pictures. It's all good. I'm sad now. It's all good, now, man. Now I'm sad. It's all good. Could have come and played some pool. We got darts in there too, yeah. Well, you know what? If Get you a want... little rematch from Atlanta. Well, Stuart, if you're in the need for a competition, I got a competition for you right now. All right. And, and how is that for a segue? What do, you, what do you got? We got NFL rookie prop. Man. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if you know how this works on, on the show with uh, Brett and myself, but we take our prop bets pretty seriously. Ooh. We catalog them. Okay. We, uh, we uh, have receipts, let's just say. Okay. And then when it's time to unleash those receipts... It will be done. So take this very seriously, please. I guess that's the benefit of me pop, popping into the show once every while. Oh, willy-nilly. Yeah, pretty much, man. You can kind of come and go as you please. But let's get a couple of them here before the break, and then we'll come on the other side and finish those off. All right, well, let's start with Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Obviously, your week one Jacksonville Jaguars starter. I mean, is that even odds right now? I feel like that's a That is not team. an odd. Okay. They good. do have odds on that for Mac Jones and Justin Fields. Sure. Uh, not for Trevor All right. Well, hey, well, I mean, hey, hey you're, you're kind of going off the rails now. Let, let's get over these. Let's. All right. What are the odds of Mac go, Jones? So do we yeah. go through the entire list? Let's go through the entire list. All right. Well, let's start with those. Hey, we got those, time. We can start. Um, unless you want to talk Volkswagens. Well, we, well, one, we got one minute now one minute to here. hurry up and get some Right time. after you said we got time. Yeah. All right. Does Justin Fields start week one? Yes or no? No coming in as the favorite at minus 600. Minus 600. What's the uh, plus going back? 350. I think Justin Fields starts. I do. You might want to place a wager on this. I think Coach Nagy says, but what do you got? I say no. Kuz, feel free to chime in. Nope. All right. Kuz is working. All right. Uh, Matt Jones. Second one. 
Mac Jones, uh, also no coming in as the favorite at minus 500. Yeah. Yes, at plus five, 300. I have Cam Newton starting here, so I'm taking minus 500. Yeah, I think that's Can't really make a lot pretty safe. That, but, yep. uh, they're not going week one for Trey Lance, but will he start before the 49ers bye week? I don't know what week that is in the season Ooh, for them. I wish I knew. Somewhere in the middle-ish, we'll See, guess. See, you, you got to guess that if Jimmy Garoppolo is 100% healthy, which Man, he should the be. Health, the health issues. The it question. is, but if he can stay healthy... He's not getting benched because of his play. Yeah. It's because he gets hurt. Yeah. I'll lead I'm not going to wish to injure any kind of player, so I'm going to say no, Trey Lance won't be in there by the bye week. Okay. I like it. All right. We're going to get Trevor Lawrence after the break. We'll yep. talk some of his, including how many yards will he throw for. Ooh, we have a number here. Passing touchdowns. Okay. Ooh. And rushing yards. Okay. I like this. Some tasty little things there. I like this. We're going to bring that when we come back here on Action Sports Jacks Radio on ESPN 690.